0: Alright, we're ready. If Rachel's making noise, I'll just mute my mic.
1: <laughs> cool. Uh, g'day everyone, uh, welcome to episode 6 of the Hidden City Rollers Derby. Uh, we're here with a smaller crew than usual, but I would say uh, the uh, the highest quality. <laughs> uh, we have the Canadian Roller, uh, Enzi, say hello. Hello. <laughs> um, <it's, laughs> I, I'm your host Simcoff And we actually have a visitor here from Perth as well uh, So this is Nathan, a buddy of mine from a long time Say hello There you go
2: Howdy howdy
1: <laughs> Cool And that's it It's just another another Power Tree episode today So we'll see how we go uh, Pretty exciting weekend we're, we're Gen Con Eve I think as we're recording Day one of Gen Con is just kicking off so we're, so we're less than a week away from new roles. <laughs> so that's pretty exciting. Um, none of us are at Gen Con. Uh, you guys been playing any l 5 lately? lately? Uh,
2: yeah, no, we had a, um, a tournament here last week, just a stronghold one, which was not bad. Had a bunch of new faces, which was pretty solid. Um, a lot of out there kind of decks that we hadn't seen before. Lots of crazy shit.
1: But so what's the, how's the WA L5R scene? WA is Western Australia for our... International listeners. It's one of it's Not the West states. <laughs> no. Um, no um,
2: How's that work? So, it, lots and lots of new players here, like a lot of people that didn't play the old CCG. There's like three or four of us that did. Um, it's all a, a pretty chill crew. There's a, a pretty heavy sledging culture, um, which is good times. <laughs>
1: uh, again, um, for the international listeners, do you want to describe the subtle art of sledging?
2: The, the subtle art of sledging is trying to throw your opponent off. Not not to throw them off the game, but just to make them rage quit, be as angry and belligerent as possible. It's, um, it's good times all around, really. It adds to the atmosphere and it really I, think, I think
1: what I most remember the about the Perth scene was uh, Jack Daniels and Coke.
2: It's funny you mention that. I haven't have that like right in front of me at the moment. <laughs> it's part of the experience.
1: Jack Daniels, yeah, the official podcast, podcast companion.
2: That's right. <laughs> so continue. No, so um, we've got a, as I said, a bunch of a newer players who have all come from um, you know, lesser games like Magic the Gathering and and things like that, like you know, yeah. babies first L five R yeah. things like that, um, <laughs> and so they they all try like they there's people that have been trying on like uh Ukraine on a run decks from like the first two or three expansions and they've not done done super great, but they all try on new stuff all the time and it's really quite bizarre because we always hear all the podcasts like you know. The Rollers and, um, and the Imperials and the Jade Throne and everything else. We'll talk about the meta and how bad Lion are, but like they've consistently always dominated in our little our little corner of the globe. Like Lion always sort of reigns supreme, like every single Kote, and people roll their eyes when they play them because they're so easy. It's um, yeah, very, very different. Do you,
0: now, do you think it's just because Lion players bitch more?
2: <laughs> Sorry? Well, do you think
0: Lion well, players you know, complain more than your average
2: player maybe maybe i mean maybe the sledging over here just toughens them up a bit and they, they roll through it you know <laughs> but um but no i don't know i think look, i think line's fine like they they've got some pretty neat stuff they can they've got the what if to as the kitten cannon over here where they just dump tons and tons of people all over the table and it's all well and good to have some the, awesome the kitten cannon counter card <laughs> the kitten cannon that's right or the or the catling gun um,
1: is that? Is that like swarmy?
2: Yeah, yeah. They just they've like thousands of people on the table, and they've got more people on the table than you have cards in your hand. So, like, what's the point? <laughs> so, you know, it's great. You can you can only court game so many lion characters, you know. So, and eventually they just they just run you over. Now they've got this extra stronghold, and stupid spirit caller just rolls out all the time and retrieves whoever he feels like at any one time. And yeah, now they do fine, but like, they don't win. Like. Hundred percent of the time, but they do very, very well. Like they definitely have a higher win rate than, than the other clans.
1: How's Dragon over there?
2: Uh, they they Dragon took away first place just recently. The tournament on the weekend, um, or Clan Hawk Tattoo as they are at the moment.
1: Clan Hawk Tattoo. Um,
2: <laughs> Clan Hawk Tattoo. The Hawk Clan with the Dragon Splash, yeah. and um, like there was there was I think maybe fifty percent of the decks on the weekend were running Hawk Tattoo Splash. <laughs> like it was pretty ludicrous. <laughs> um, there was yeah, a lot of lot of bouncing around the place, but um, no, they did we really that? well. But they, um, yeah. the dragon player was um, he was one of those guys who even prior to the elemental cycle here, he was trying to run monks back then as well. And do
1: you want to give a shout
2: out to whoever that was? A I don't know everybody's first names. Here's our ah. token dragon player. <laughs> there are too many of them, because Perth is immensely spread out. It literally takes us in the same city an hour to drive to some of the events we've got another one this weekend um and there's like an hour between us and their tournament so they drive like an hour south to us we run an hour north of them And it's still in perth metro but um yeah it's a really big difference and it's very very far but it's really solid of them to come down and we've all sort of you know put the effort in to, to go to each other's events and support the stores which is really good and i think we've got a third store coming on to start running events as well even further south um,
1: oh that's great how
2: far south Like uh rockingham which is just slightly Regional. out of perth metro kind of i think they're technically metro but yeah they're, they're quite far south
1: <laughs> what i um, love about western okay. australia so, is we're always arguing about whether something's metropolis is it in the metropolitan area <laughs> well, the, the way i figure it area? if
2: you if you have to present your passport to get down there then it's south and it, it's no <laughs> longer metro. That's the barrier Um, I mean, we all, sure, you know, all you have to do is you get in the car, you all drive down there, you strap your vest on, and you're white. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Shout out to all the Rockingham fans out there. (laughs) All the Yeah. It's a bit of an ongoing gag locally. Rockingham's a bit of a of a joke rough place but that's fine but no look it's really good everyone's solid here clinton Hay, who you guys have heard from before on the podcast i think he's um put lots and lots of effort in
1: yeah absolutely um, sort of making
2: the community grow he's he's been pretty instrumental in kicking it all off because we had a really slow start there was um it went we had like a, a big influx of players when the game first got released and then prior to the the cycle starting um it really sort of dwindled off and there was not much there we're all sort of trying to play in our own little groups, so and a bunch of people fell over and then Clinton just decided he wasn't having that. And he just sort of got stuck was there into a bit the schools of a, and kicked it off.
1: Between, you know, after Disciples of the Void, when there was this huge sort of break and just no cards, no communication um, from FFG, did that have a bit of an effect on the Perth community? Certainly had an effect here.
2: Yeah, it did. I and mean, and as again, that was when a few other people said that was the nail in the coffin, I suppose, as far as some people not playing. That's when you started seeing all the selling my L 5 r cards, I don't have time for it kind of stuff pop up on the on the lists but um we're sort of getting those people back i think so I'm steady, we track them down and drag them along to an event as soon as people see there's people to play with um, they love it you know it's a really good game um, it's really involved and there's plenty to do and there's a, a way larger spread of cards now than there was before so everybody has a really good time once they're in there and again we just have a really fun crew over here there's very very few awkward people everyone is for the most part pretty solid and um they just get on yeah. with it, have a good time. No one's sour over, over stealing my third Shouju promo at any tournaments. So that doesn't happen. Um, so I'm, prob- yeah, I'm no, probably it's, the it's culprit,
1: really culprit. there. I always get very salty. I've been trying to get my third Bayushi Liar full art for a long time, and just it's not happening. Uh,
2: that's but- what I've got on. That's my. That's my. That's on the table this weekend for me. I've got to. <laughs> come that
1: one up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Enzi. You've um you've been grinding all over the world. Uh, I think you've played in. I sure uh, have. Yeah. <laughs> have you found when you were traveling, whether it's in you know this version of the card game or the old version, did you find that like when you travel from city to city, the scenes were quite different, or you know, do we just have different accents? Oh,
0: look, it's. I think the scenes are different. I think you have flavors of the game. Um, I mean, I'm from Vancouver, British columbia so you know a shout out to those guys um and when we go down to seattle you just have totally different stuff going on i mean you'd have a lot of like shadowlands blitz kind of stuff out of andrew ornatov um or you go up to calgary and they have lots of monk stuff out of uh, greg wong but and like weird like different versions like not not the kind of archetype of those things um but you just I think there's just good creative players in each meta that then will kind of shift that meta a little bit outside of kind of where the nucleus is for the meta, you know, like they have their own gravitational pull, um, you know, yeah. That's my it's like the anyway.
1: player base composition, like whatever your local crew is, you know, you need the innovator. Need the guy who's grinding the tier zero, like net decked copy of test or whatever, and you know, (laughs) and then you need like the people who are playing the crazy fun decks that they haven't really thought out, they just looked at this cool two card combo and went, This will work, which it won't because they forgot about a win condition. But I think I feel like
0: you really want to
1: play a base like (laughs) a bunch of different people. Great thing, though, is
0: this, this game gives you win conditions, that's the whole thing about L5R. You put a deck together and then you're like Oh, what's my win condition? And then you find one Sometimes
2: it's game <laughs> Yeah, that sort of tends to happen while you play I think for the most part the There's two win conditions and the others are, are theoretical um, I'm not well, sure I've still I think I've seen one or two casual honor wins Period Since the game began <laughs> so, I
1: actually recorded my first ever honor win A um, couple of days ago Playing a Phoenix deck Which was Quite fun, Phoenix with Crane Splash, and I didn't mean to at all. I was actually trying to dishonor the guy out, and I got him to like three honor. Then I went, "Hold on, I'm at twenty two honor. Can I make this work?" Like accidental,
2: (laughs) accidental honor win. Did you say you recorded that? You might need to get a a waiver from that fella.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say (laughs) you might be on suicide watch for sure. (laughs) But I, I think there is a delicate balance, right? And it'd be good to see. I know there's a bit of bit of a polarizing opinion on this, but I do like the idea that you could figure out a way to make both honor decks and dishonor decks viable. As long as I think what you need like as a game design perspective, is you need to really have two victory conditions and you might have a primary victory condition and a secondary one. So I don't mind the idea of a like a honor switch to military with the lions sort of thing or a scorpion deck that's, you know, Aiming for military, well, aiming for conquest, but it can easily Dishonour out. But I I think that if you have a deck that's only way to win is Honour, or only way to win is Dishonour, then when you come up against the opposite deck, you just tie them out, and it's probably not going to be the right competitive choice. Like, you need to have a game plan. If I'm playing an Honour deck, I, I need know. to have a game plan versus Dishonour.
0: I think that generally, if you think back to old Five Rings, at least, honor decks and dishonor decks you could have an honor rocket that could go on the attack against a dishonor deck for example and vice versa so i think that you know when when everybody has when both sides have their teeth filed down somebody still has the sharper teeth
2: (laughs) right i I kind of think the um the the trick to new 5r is kind of what they're doing at the moment where you just you can do honor or dishonor but you need to engage in conflict to make that happen so like honor needs just a little bit more because dishonor obviously is is far far easier um but um mostly i think because of the bidding is is hard to control but um any kind of card like instead of breaking a province game three honor and you leave their thing intact something like that would probably be all that honor deck it need to to knock that'd be pretty again. cool
1: i'd dig that like is a like an interrupt to breaking a province instead of the province getting destroyed yeah like like some someone
2: you're your high and crane guy just tottles off and goes, oh no, I'm too honourable to break your stuff. How glorious am I? Give me the Empire.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I dig that. <laughs> that and you did could do the opposite idea. way for Dishonour too, right?
2: Well, you, you could, but that would be disgusting. Because I think, is yeah, yeah, actually, fine. <laughs>
1: let's, yeah, let's probably be realistic about this in the current meta. Yeah, I ain't gonna.
2: <laughs> it's too strong. Yeah. But yeah, but I think I mean, the main thing is to make sure it's always engaged. Make people make sure people are always playing the game with each other, not just two games of solitaire and see who wins first. Yeah, um, like again in old 5R, like there were people that played hideous crane decks, um, that would just sit there and mostly play on their own for 35 minutes a turn and and you just bow and unbow and do all kinds of ludicrous stuff that was not super fun for the other person. So,
0: yeah, I was one of those people. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah we all we've all got that crane that robo us, or that, that like yep. scorpion dishonor stay at home do nothing but,
0: yeah. <laughs> there's nothing that feels better than just sitting there masturbating with your cards in front of your opponent for 30 minutes and then saying, I, I win yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah I think those
1: decks that furiously jerk off at home whilst the opponent's sitting at the other table like other side of the table just playing game boy or like you know game gear or whatever your <laughs> poison is <laughs> Like those, it's just not fun. And I think, I think interaction is what they've done a really good job of. And I like cards. There's that new card um, was a deceptive offer, which is like plus two, plus two, yeah. or your opponent gets to choose, or you know, give me an honor, like your choice. What do you want to
0: do? I like that idea yep. where you know. Yeah. No, me too. I think, I think to the play. Same. Is it no? Is it just a better version of Levy, which is kind of like eh.
2: Levy's Levy is far, far easier to sort of pigeonhole your opponent into using because like often people will burn their fate or they'll get too low in honor and then you know what they're gonna do. Plus two plus two for one honor um makes is much, think. much harder to pull off. It <laughs> do does,
0: you think but developer is worse than Levy? Yes. Because that do. makes it a bad card. Yes. <laughs>
2: I, I don't yes, that is an accurate assessment. I don't think that's <laughs> that's right at all. I just at I just like that.
1: I like the idea, like, my favourite sort of Dishonored decks from the old game, and it's, you know, concepts that can be brought into the new game that we're starting to see, is where the opponent has two shitty choices. They're like, there's this shitty choice? You know, do I want to eat shit? Or do I just need to smell it a lot? You know, like, yeah. what's the... You know, either way, I've got shit on my hands, you know?
2: But I think that's that's a nice way to play, like, you know, your coqueted masturbators, like, where you sit there and... Give your opponent the choice of how they would like to lose the game to you today, and I think that's yeah. quite honourable. Nice, it fits <laughs> with the setting.
1: Yeah, I mean, a great one. You can, yeah, you know, great example. out for crane was used to be cards that had things like, you know, you as a crane player, you target an opposing personality, and you say, if you want to come to battle with that guy, well, if he wants to commit to a conflict, you're gonna give me two honour. You know, so it's like, yeah, mm. come at me, but there's a cost. So it's it does make players kind of have a choice. Which I like.
2: Yeah. And, but they're the kind of cards that I think could make an honor deck work fine. Like, yeah. you just make a few neutrals where, you know, they're being watched by the Empire or something, or something like that, where they get to make the choice, but you gain the honor. Inevitably, they have to do it, but they don't really have to. Yeah. But I don't. think. It's
0: like, I a think... Rokugani has <laughs> the <laughs> Yeah.
2: that's a Bayushi ankle monitor. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. But I think the sort of cards that we don't want to see are like. Things that say, like, a, a character that has action gain two honor or action lose two honor. It's like, yeah, yeah. okay. You know, they're boring. Like, they're not, that's they don't great. create interesting interactive games.
2: Nah, no, that's it. I mean, that that's sort of been my beef with a few things. Like, those cards they've released, like, every single clan lately in the Elemental Cycle got their one or two cost guy that gets a plus two for a certain ring. Like, I don't really, like, they're fine. Some of them are playable, but there's, what's the point of having them? Because, Everyone has them, so they don't do anything. Yeah. They just sort of drive over They have different
0: rings. Like it's, it's trying to push each clan towards kind of attacking different rings. Um, I mean, I think you have a point that it is fairly generic and it seems like boring game design. Yeah. But at the same time, at least it's kind of pushing each one to, you know, Crab's going to be attacking these rings if they want their whatever she's called to be big, Phoenix is going to be attacking these ones right
2: so yeah yeah once we're at the table I don't know I think there's a, clearly this alien more interesting stuff you can throw down uh, yeah. than just everybody gets their version of this little vanilla crappy dude so but that's okay we're
1: talking of we're talking about like the local metas and how it's a little bit different wherever you go which is kind of fun especially as like you know I think previously, in a different life, I was a traveling consultant and I kind of had to fly from city to city for my job, so I got to play in like a lot of different metas. A lot of fun, traveling around and seeing different games, but um, there's been a lot of effort uh, by some of the crew in the global Discord and across the world to put together this uh, global like World Cup, Olympic Games sort of thing of L5R and... I don't know about any other countries yet, but they're all kind of making progress to choosing their teams. And then in some unspecified time period, we're going to have like a, you know, the top three players, well, from each country, kind of take on the world in some sort of World Cup thing. And so it's really interesting to see what that'll happen because like every country's meta is going to be, you know, potentially quite radically different. Um, And Australia has just announced its. Its team, the top three from the Australian Discord League, of which two are on the podcast. Congratulations, oh, Enzy!
0: Yes. <laughs> Thanks, <And> mate. <Mike>. Congratulations <laughs> to you.
1: Thank you. And we also had uh, Toriadori, um, aka Birdie, uh, aka Double Hatterado, guy who's nice. uh,
0: okay. As if that was ever in question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And so we're just working right. out our fourth at the moment, but we did it very democratically, which was enter the tournament top three get there um which is, which is, which if, is you nice. need
2: a, if you ever need a trash tier notamoto you know where i am <laughs> if you need, need some kind of some kind of mascot i'll wear a costume <laughs> i think we're looking for a coach at the moment <laughs> we <need a> mascot.
0: <laughs> but, i think we decided on the coach but i'm not sure yeah
1: <laughs> man i got through with unicorn you is so much fun You know, maybe maybe I'll have to honor the unicorn.
2: (laughs) It's because they're new, right? Like it's because they've just come out and Yeah. Well it's an expansion clan, right? Yeah, that's right. Expansion clan. Quite (laughs) good. As it turns out, they just needed a few little choice cards. But now they've got the new stronghold, so I reckon they're gonna swing pretty hard to from from quite good all of a sudden to completely ludicrous. (laughs) So
1: we'll try and give a bit of coverage to the old World Cup when it starts happening. I'm pretty much yeah. in the dark about it. but um, And the yeah, other exciting...
0: Too. I have no idea when it's starting. Yeah,
1: I'm just waiting for Torridority to tell me. Um, the other big exciting thing is the top eight of the Australian Discord League for Season 3. They're taking on the top eight of the French uh, Discord League, their version. Um, I'm not sure who qualified... For... Actually, I am sure who qualified from per... uh, France. <laughs> I just don't have the list on me. But we do have the... Uh, the qualifiers from uh victoria or australia and mostly
2: victoria <laughs> <laughs> mostly victoria so i'm not sure what even i mean everyone i hear about that's does decent l5r or everyone that's yeah. on the cast and everything else it's all oh, victoria like do we uh, know i'm not even oh, sure look, if there's are seen scene in
0: promoters and... that's all it is but that's okay that's a no, good time
2: for a card it's also
1: it? but... it's not quite <laughs> true we i mean you've got people like kp over in canberra who like wins everything he plays. He's an amazing player and he was on on the podcast earlier. It's a really strong New South Wales and Queensland players and, you know, I think the tyranny of distance means it's a bit challenging for, you know, West Australians and to a lesser extent the South Australians to get to bigger tournaments. But, you know, there's plenty of good players everywhere.
2: Well, they are. so there's a a decent scene scattered around. Maybe you could do like a a hidden silly roller roller world tour of Australia. Absolutely. Call in, do a cast from each state.
0: (laughs) Um, oh, that's a good idea. It's like the king going to each of his domains and, you know, holding court. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: so, yeah, so, I mean, we'll provide a link to the Lotus Pavilion um, tournament so you can see who's qualified, from the, who's in that top eight there for the Frenchies. And so we'll have a good... Awesome. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have a good coverage of that too. So it's like single elimination style. Top eight Australia versus top eight French to decide the world champion.
2: can we? Is that on sports bet? Can we throw some coin down?
1: <laughs> I'm sure you can. <laughs> Sportsbet everywhere. Um, so the other big thing that's going on at the moment is a little tournament called GenCon. Um, Nathan and I have never been there, but I think, NC you said you've been to GenCon a couple of times, right?
0: Yeah, I've been twice.
1: You want to give us a, a trip report? What, what should people haven't been there
0: expect oh. and
1: what are we missing out on?
0: All right, well, look, I mean, my my Gen Con experience probably isn't what they advertise on the flyer. Um, So my Gen Con experiences, both of them were, they're comprised of L5R. Um, So lots of L5R, usually I'd show up on the Wednesday. Um, I'd qualify on the Wednesday at the, like, cheeky tournament. Um, I'd usually lose my first two games and then win out because I'm the grinder. And... (laughs) um, (laughs) And it would proceed into, you know, five days of straight drinking with uh, usually Dan Deneen from uh, Albany, New York. So shout out to him. I just saw his Facebook post. So he's over there already. I'm sure he's he's already on it. Um, and, uh, yeah, mostly L5R and then Suicide L5R. I don't know if that ever made its way over to Australia. You just ever, Each player opens a pack and you just play with what's in your pack and then you open another pack. It's a great way to get rid of uh, old booster boxes. Um, And lots of steak and shake. So if you've never been to the Midwest, these steak burger kind of restaurants are all the rage. Um, Western Philadelphia has, um, what is it? No, no, Pennsylvania, sorry, has um, Quaker Steak. That's their version. but Steak and Shake in Indianapolis is where you'll find the, you know, kind of core. I don't know, the nobility of L Five R at two, three in the morning,
1: <laughs> um,
0: just talking crap basically. Um, it's it's a good it's a good time, and then I think the Hilton Hotel usually is where you find people smashing games. So, yeah. Um, you know, if nothing's changed in the last few years, since I was last there probably five years ago, then, uh, there you go. There's your, your quick guide to Gen Con from somebody who hasn't been there in a while.
1: <laughs> I think you said like, and I never went there, but I used to hear people talk about the grinders about like how to qualify for Gen Con. What was that all about?
0: Well, that's, that was where you'd find me. So Wednesday like i said you'd have your normal seven round swiss tournament um if you went five and two at least in those those years um you'd you'd make it through um and they're pretty intense and and i heard someone say that you know the qualifying rounds i think it was on Jade throne and these guys they've played a lot of magic they used to these huge tournaments i'm just pretty much other than some old decipher games when i was a kid um But, you know, I found them pretty intense, even if you only have 150 players at these grinders, um, you know, win your games, it's very simple math, you know, five and two and you make it through. Um, Wednesday was a grinder, Thursday was a grinder, um, and then Friday was, Friday was the first day, Saturday was the second day or something like that. Um, I could be wrong, but anyway, there was a few grinders, and... You know, if you lose one, you just play in the next one. So usually, that meant that I was just playing L five R constantly. I played very few board games. Just, I was just there for L five R.
2: Priorities, though. That's fine.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think all that's.
2: Night long. <laughs> well, that's realistically what you go for to most of those things. For me, anyway, every time I've gone to any kind of con, it's all about catching up with with people you may or may not have known prior and getting tanked and trying to recover in time to actually do the event you've shown up for, like play games or whatever else. It's good yeah, times.
0: They also have um, clan dinners. So that's something like if you're at Gen Con, right, you know, as soon as you listen to this or something and you haven't heard of the clan dinners, try to seek them out. Um, each clan has one and it's a really good way to, you know, meet really cool, engaged people in your clan. Um, yeah. And a few of them are usually at the same restaurant. So, you know, once dinner's done, you can go mingle. I mean, I think Dragon, Mantis, Scorpion, Phoenix were kind of all at the same restaurant usually. So, it was a good time.
1: one of the differences, you know, I think with this new game, because it's not a CCG and you kind of have access to all the cards, is we haven't quite yet seen that, like, clan loyalty side of thing come into an effect. Um, It's interesting, because that was probably a really cool part of the last game. I mean, we all played yeah. all the clans, but you kind of had your favourite clan. A bit different now, it feels like.
2: I think um, it, it will be there. It depends how high FFG push the um, consequences of tournaments into the game itself. As soon as people, like they have with a couple little bits and pieces, like that Unicorn Mei personality and Toshi Rambo, I think, um as soon as what people do start impacting the story more heavily instead of just roles I think people get way more behind it because then you get invested and you really want to see what's happening next and you get your favourite characters and you don't want them going the Game of Thrones route and getting nailed to the cross
0: (laughs) Um, that kind of stuff and then they get nailed
2: (laughs) yeah, I mean that's it, I I can see a bit of a, a back a backroom consortium happening to try and see if we can force Daigotsu to appear at some point watch how many people very very quickly abandon their pet clan as soon as that becomes an option
1: yeah i i there was some hints apparently the next year they're gonna do like a big story because obviously this year it's been kind of minor and quiet um you mm. know there's bits and pieces happening here which are cool but hopefully like you know there'll be a big bad or there'll be like a major conflict you know I yeah know. Nah,
2: that'd be awesome
1: i think i think even yeah, a bit we, small yeah And the role-playing books are starting to come out now as well which will flesh out a bit of the sort of the background and the backstory which and i think they'll probably feed off that the old game they used to feed off each other
2: yeah that'd be really good i said i'm dead keen. i just i hope they maintain that sort of player impact on the story long term um there's a old i think it's a DD podcast by matt colville who talks about like right at the beginning of l5r how amazing that game was how everyone was super invested and they'd all rock up and talk to the developers about how the story was going to happen when they won their tournaments and that kind of hype you don't really mm. get without some pretty big investment that'd be fantastic to see again yeah yeah so here's
1: here's a weird one for you nathan so mm-hmm. a lot of the you know over here and on the discord channels and all over the world I guess we'll all be talking about you know what our hopes and dreams are for the new roles and look there's some super complex voting system that's going on in place with how the roles new roles get chosen which we won't bother covering we kind of covered in the last episode but anything in Perth is there any hopes and dreams the players have of what the clans will hopefully get as their next roles like what's your favourite clan and what are you hoping for
2: oh look, I'm a I'm a pretty dedicated Scorpion guy at the moment. I really just want any keeper, personally. Any <laughs> kind of keeper. I don't even care which one. Just one of them would be fine. I want to run my backhand of compliments and I want my keeper initiates because they're ridiculous. And um but there's a lot of people I think they just want a bit of variety. I think if everyone gets a seeker and a keeper, that's what most people want. They they may have individual little desires for, like, you know, Seeker of Water. Well, no one wants Seeker of Water, but, you know, individual bits and pieces (laughs) that that people are going to want. But, like, you know, Fire is obviously very, very popular. Void is very, very popular. Um, But every time new cards come out, like, now you've got Air is suddenly on the cards because of the Mark of Shame and um, above question. And then you've got, like, uh, Sabotage, suddenly make Earth. You know, no one had really cared about it before, but suddenly that's quite a prominent choice like getting keeper of earth scorpion would be amazing you know there's that that 0.5 chance scorpion can actually use their deterring pursuit card or whatever it's called if we (laughs) happen to get an earth roll and we run shinobi so (laughs) i love how next the next, uh, next cycle i'm expecting a card that says only courtiers only if you're missing your left foot only if your head is shaved and only if you're below three honor may you play this card if you are both void and arrow <laughs> i'm say an i have something
0: cut off the left foot mid game just to play the card <laughs> they,
2: they, they would They, well maybe you know some of those fans are pretty diehard i think it's getting a bit too okay, specific I mean, for
0: back in gold edition a few people actually played make a wish and you had to tear that up oh so. yeah that's great <laughs> yeah
1: that was a charity card right it was like five bucks or yeah. something and you could like yeah, cancel anything <laughs>
0: you just had to cancel it
1: you just had to like Physically tear the
0: Horrible For for tournament deck legality, but otherwise awesome. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Still still doesn't work on Hawk Tattoo, though. (laughs) No.
0: No.
1: So, that Hawk Tattoo has been making a big impact in Perth?
2: I think, yeah, as I said, I think just about everybody, well, not everybody, but like there was was a very, very big show over last weekend, and I expect the same this weekend. Um, It's just really good. It just moves your people, it moves their people. There's not really a cancel for it. If you really need a tiny force bump it's there too just I don't quite understand how it's how it was pushed out that way but um it's fine I think not, it feels like a sort of card where the must be attached to your own people text was just accidentally left off
1: yeah I do like the image of somebody being forcibly tattooed just like strapped <laughs> right. into a, strapped down into like the couch, just like
2: <laughs> snap your fingers later on wings spread out of there... Dragged into your house
1: (laughs) Violent Violent tattoo artists Those monks are That's right (laughs) Um, It's interesting That card and I guess Mark of Shame Are both unique In the sense that um, You can't cancel What they're trying to do Because they react As attachments And there's not really That tech yet You don't get a chance To let go Doesn't do shit You know And there's no like Cancel the ability Of an attachment
0: Yet
2: yeah well i think what in particular though they mark a shame sorry go ahead enzy
0: uh, what was that card there was a card in the old game that play that just said cancel a reaction and um fall on your was knees meta fall on your knees thanks, yeah, thanks look at all. that
1: memory yeah
0: and <laughs> remember that meta where you just had to play three fall on your knees in yeah. your deck <laughs> at all times <laughs> so good. yeah exactly
1: rare 5r yeah <laughs> cool um Right, so I don't think I don't think there's any updates from Gen Con yet. It's just like Gen Con Eve at the moment, or they're just kicking off. So hopefully, and I don't know if there's any streaming. I assume there's going to be streaming, but if there is any streaming, um, I think these big events, it's really exciting to follow along. And so it's four, pack four of the elemental cycle is legal for it. So it's going to be a really exciting tournament. Huge amount of players. I think there's quite a few hundred, it seems. Um, so it'll be... Big tournament, um, new cards, so I think we're going to see a lot of different deck types. Uh, I'm a little disappointed we didn't get 5 and 6 for Gen Con, because, you know, it's a big
2: tournament. Yeah. It, it seems, I don't know, like it's, it's a pretty big deal tournament, right? We get the yeah. second rolls after this one. I would have thought that they'd sort of aim to have their, their full arc released by that point, because there's some pretty significant cards there as well. You know, I'd um, love to see Kawaii Delegate.
1: Um, I think Togashi Mitsu was pack 5, right? So, uh, <laughs> Is he? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I, think I think you'll that find that you want to see a very different meta for gen con versus Worlds. so those yeah, two so. packs are going to make a massive difference yeah. i mean we will see hawk tattoo out in full force at gen con mm-hmm. um but we won't see you know a whole bunch of other really interesting things like mitsu for example so we won't see yeah. monks in all their glory all their shirtless glory <laughs> shirtless until, recurring uh, shrine
1: maiden glory
0: <laughs> exactly
2: yeah. Nah, that'll be fine. I'd like to see. I'm hoping someone runs out the old hawk tattoo, adopted kin, where you can recur your hawk tattoos and just start mm. running. Running six hawk tattoos a game seems like good times.
0: You can do. Yeah, it with I've got a well, dragon right? phoenix. Yeah, and clouds. Uh, a dragon deck, splashing phoenix that does that at the moment. Um, it's it's pretty good. Consumed by five fires. Um, with the uh, the void spell, where you get the fate back that I apparently can't remember the name of. Embrace and the void. Hot and, yeah, embrace. Yeah. To cloud the Mind, with Adopted kin.
2: <laughs> no. Everyone should run it. Yeah, for sure. Just, it sounds like it's missing missing maze though, if you could somehow squeeze in an extra scorpion splash.
0: Oh, that's a really just, good uh, question. extra splash. There's a roll for you, eh? You get two two clan splash.
2: Two clan <laughs> splash. There'd be some pretty yeah. absurd jank coming out of that, that'd be terrifying. Look,
1: look you don't need any roll, I've been doing that at tournaments in getting DQ. It's
2: pretty sweet. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I heard you're you're upholding the, the age-old Simcoff tradition of just cheating. Like, <laughs> just flat out all, cheating. All the, all the time. Just all the time. However, no, what, I enjoy the mean, most is, what I enjoy the most is how you convincing to... you are when you defend yourself.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Nervous laughter. In hey, order to make the
0: Australian World Cup team, you have to have at least one memorable... You know. So and so tried to do this mad cheating situation.
2: You must cheat at least once.
0: (laughs) At least once. Yeah. Uh, That'd be my card. Just like
2: being on an AFL team and having a DUI. Same same sort of requirement.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly, yeah. What what I love is AFL team means nothing to like anyone outside of Australia.
2: <laughs> it's our, it's our football, Australian rules. <laughs> oh,
1: that that is accent was actually
0: really good.
2: <laughs> it's a, it's it's a football game for people that don't mind getting hit. Yeah.
0: This is basically well, it's what it is. like. effectively, hot potato for people internationally. <laughs> I'm,
2: I, I'm not sure you've ever watched the game. <laughs> 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 <You> think- <laughs>
0: My old American okay. boss in Melbourne, she described it as hot potato, and hot I was potato. like, yeah, actually legit, you've got the three seconds or a bounce kind of rule, so, you know, there's a lot of transition of the ball, it's kind of like hot potato.
2: Yeah, I suppose, I suppose. If if you didn't yeah. get rid of the potato in time, 120 kilo head head. <laughs> so. Okay, defending our, code, our
1: football code aside, <laughs> um, <laughs> you were mentioning maize, right? So Maze has been like a hugely polarizing card, which everybody seemed to play for a few weeks and then people got bored of it because it wasn't reliable or consistent.
0: Um, well, there's yeah. nothing more polarizing in that coin uh, Yeah. So,
1: so how's it gone bad. over in Perth?
2: I I kind of maybe deliberately ran it over the weekend. We, I ran, I took my Forged Edix out so I could run three Maze and three Miramoto's Fury uh. in a game just to be an ass and every time i played maze whether or not people won they just sweat and get upset and like stress out and they're all, i could see the agony in their eyes whenever they did it, it mostly mission accomplished um it didn't really didn't really pan out for me i think my my hit rate was like 20 percent or something it didn't go so well <laughs> but um but it was it was good times it's a card you play for fun and it's sort of like a leech life like you take the fun from your opponent and you you take it, and if you, you feed on their fun, they have a worse time, and then the game proceeds.
1: It's a bad time, guys. I think poor Enzi right. in a recent, uh, recent Discord uh, tournament um, got the wrong end of RNG on uh, the old mazes, didn't you, buddy?
0: Well, I don't know if it was just the maze. You know, I failed the maze, so the fa- maze failed me. Or the fact that I was playing against Toridori, um and just you know, the gods smiled more favorably upon him than me. So I think he was also running all the above.
1: mazes, and he was succeeding. He was
0: also at mazes. running three mazes and I think four mazes hit play, and all four were to him. <laughs> so, <laughs>
2: bad that's gross. that's that's so depressing, though. <laughs> like it's the worst. Yeah, well I think there was yeah. I think the one time it went off, I think a hawk tattooed someone in and amazed them and it worked so that was that was a pretty pretty destructive little play and i almost saw a tear that would have made my day but not quite i All think right. um maze and tainted koku i think should switch their card text i think it's more more accurate <laughs> tainted Koku is the coin flip and the maze is bounces
0: to new people so it, should it should be a salty koku
2: salty koku
0: <laughs> yeah and it should have like yosuke taka trying to bite it and he's like Ugh. <laughs> I approve. I want, I want to see the artwork now.
2: I'll draft yeah, that email to G5G, get that happening.
0: Simcoff, it's just Marwin's Facebook photo. <laughs> Massive shout <laughs> out to Cold Marwin. Oh, I love
1: uh, Marwin is one of one of the, the Melbourne's favourites. Our own, our own favourite um, Crane Phoenix lately player. Uh, and he's one of those guys, he's a really, really good player, right? But it's one of those guys <laughs> when something goes wrong it's just you can you can see the salt like it's so thick it's you uh, know like the, the arteries are hardening it's, it's amazing. Every, every
2: play group needs one of those guys though <laughs> like they they put they put the whole game in perspective like unfortunately our, our one of those wasn't wasn't at the tournament okay. that, my maze deck would have been great fun over there it would have been super good times <laughs> Still
0: recovering i the think is that there, there are two aims an auto win and um <laughs> And then I'll go through like the Australian Discord League and I'll have all these games where like things are just working out for me and you can just, you know he's watching because he's there <laughs> and he's just like, he's like, how is this happening? He's like, I beat you every time and then you go and you just manage to make it all the way to the top. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's good. That's the of adult, all right? And salt.
1: Salt is important. Yeah.
2: Cool. There it is. Mm. Um, you got to be salty at FFG when they release cards, you got to be salty at players when they play those cards, and then when you don't get the cards, you're throw more salt.
1: I think the main thing about when new cards come out and we see the previews, I think it's it's our right as L5R players and purchasers of these cards to have strong opinions that are very loosely held. Right? When we see the card, we oh. need to overreact, CON 10, just get mad at a card, call it trash, you know... <laughs> call it broken and then you know a few weeks after it's started to be played we go oh yeah okay
2: well in, in fairness FFG have been doing this for a couple of years I've been playing this game for about 15 so they need to need to I mean, pony up
1: they need they need to listen 15 to years Nathan. since
2: the old 5R well it's I think a, a, there should be a, should be a council
1: yeah. of some
2: kind <laughs> all the old imperial assembly members doesn't matter how bad you are at the game
1: yeah if you've got a Copy of the I or whatever that was
2: ten years. It's veteran status.
0: <laughs> and I was I was still an imperial assembly member like for a year and a half after. The cards are still getting sent to my house. My mom. <laughs> <laughs> <Do> you... <laughs> <laughs> Promos just showed up in the mail.
2: Uh, I've still got all my my old cards and it's so it really upsets me every time I look at them and think about how much money is sitting in those boxes.
1: <laughs> I gave mine all to Clinton Hay. So hopefully he can be angry on my
0: behalf.
2: I think we smoked most of those. <laughs> just burned them up. That's
0: you fine. can smoke all five of our cars.
2: It's it just it tastes like
0: what rice. Kind of w A magic is it?
2: <laughs> it's most it's mostly lies. You have to come over and and get beaten by Maze, and then you can learn all uh, that.
0: Okay, it'll be good. Uh, I can do I'm that. Hosting. I can do that. Sitting right here. <laughs> we have a couple of uh,
1: listener questions that we could we could touch on. Um, oh, yeah. let's do yeah. that Okay, so uh, so this one's from Piglet uh, you once mentioned a lot of lion players are not maximized in the use of their best cards what are some of the best lion cards that lion players should be maxing out on and playing as many as possible um, Yeah. so that was from Piglet I think he was directing that, question, uh, that comment more at Toridori who is a lion hadamoto and probably a better lion player than the rest of us but you know, we're all enthusiasts here, and we can we can have strong opinions that are loosely held.
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh. well, I'm, a, I'm a line enthusiast. I'm an enthusiast for Akuma, And Tell us uh, about Akahata. I think, well, look, he thinks of himself as the main event, and <laughs> he's the greatest guy. Right? Like his a, best quote, he's, a, he's got the best the best flavor text in the game. He's got covert. I mean, you can all read the card can't be assassinated um i think i think players are just looking past him because he needs to be used in a political conflict he's for that Uh, political component of an attack and i think even with the new line stronghold that he still makes sense um
2: yeah
0: and i think a lot of people can disagree with my opinion so i think i need to play more lion and i need (laughs) to to prove this to people Um, i I think i got it yeah, I think like
2: it I speaks to Enzi's love of Lion that he thinks someone will waste an assassination on that card, even <laughs> if it wasn't for me.
0: If he was too caught. I'm not I going down a three it. on her for that. <laughs> Wait. No. Yeah, look, if somebody gets up on the bench with a glass of sake and they're showing you up, you definitely waste an assassination on him. <laughs> so, it's
1: doable. He's got one you of those cool guitars. It's
0: like, it's good. He's just having a good time. Oh, he's, that, he's that guy with the acoustic guitar. Yeah. At like the beach party, <laughs> nobody likes that guy. Playing John Mayer covers. Exactly. It's not, yeah. It's not okay. It's just you just it's ruined that not... Aikahata for me. Aikoma <laughs> I Mayer Aikoma <laughs> Mayer no,
1: But I this mean... guy, like, to be to be real, like, I played against him the other day on Jigiku. There's a guy running him, and three of the tacticians, and I was playing Scorpion. And I actually found Actually no it wasn't Scorpion I was playing a Phoenix Dishonor deck And Ikahata The fact that he honours himself And he gets to draw a card yeah. is pretty cool You know like It can be tricky Like if if you can I mean I get like the argument That Toridori has Is how do Lion Win a political conflict Against Scorpion or Crane Or really anyone Right Like how to actually win the conflict um, And I get that right one covert's probably not enough but if it works it's pretty good
2: yeah i mean, you, I mean it's in... not always one covert like you, there's plenty of cards out there you can splash will give you extras and then you just rush the board like i've seen plenty of the little um, skirmishes from crabby in there as well two covert a turn can almost shut down most of your defense unless you're playing unicorn when every other card has movement and, um it makes a pretty big difference and this this is so much force like it only takes one little tiny zero zero recruit of line to to crush a province
0: <laughs> it really depends on turn order as well. And like, you know, if you're playing the new line box and you've got those two military attacks, I mean, if you're playing it properly, you have two military attacks. And then you've still got this political conflict. Like, depending on the way that you play your conflict, Aikahata can be really powerful. You just have to think about it. Um, how do you play the characters coming out of your dynasty phase? Yeah. Sometimes matchup dependent, dependent, is going to be horrible and you just throw them in the bin. You're just like, you know what? He's not going to make any difference this turn. I'm going to pass. I'm going to take my fate. I'm going to sit on Akahata. But some turns, you're like, you know what? I'm going to grab a guy with covert, and it's going to make all the difference. You know, you may even say, I don't even care about his reaction. I just need that covert on military. And that could be game winning if against the box, right? Like it's extra yeah. covert, and Lion don't have heaps of it. Yeah.
2: All uh, right. I mean, that's similar to the. What's the. the... Pack 6 one for Scorpion, the little Zokujin guy. I think they just, they obviously put it in deliberately to just make it a different a different angle for the clan. Like Lion hmm. don't do great in the political arena and something like that is the start. I'm sure there'll be a few others. You could probably vaguely fashion together some kind of semi-quartier heavy deck for Lion now with, what have they got, four? Four courtiers.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, when you've got Lion players, you know, and I took a slight jab at the very beginning of the podcast, you know, <laughs> no hard feelings. But you've got some of them saying Matsui's seventh legion is the greatest thing since sliced bread, but then they're hating on Akahata, and you're just like, hold on a second, card for card, like I'll take this bloke any day of the week. So, yeah. you know, and but um, also, you know, let's Akahata aside. Um, something I was thinking, and something that ToriDori also mentioned before the cast, when we were just having a bit of a chat on messenger and discord is the death seeker and the death seeker is probably one of the most underplayed line cards like and it comes back to those same things that i said about akahata is when you buy them how you attack how you assign i mean old l5r was a game about assignment it was about the maneuver segment and this game still has a lot of that but it's a little bit more subtle it's not at all as obvious um But you know, if you assign Death Seekers properly, and especially now that Lion can play Hawk Tattoo, it's just ridiculous. Like, Death Seeker plus Hawk Tattoo equals profit. Um, Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, they do good. I mean, we.
0: Yeah,
1: I hadn't thought of that. That's really strong. I love it. Love it.
2: That'll That'll do well. I mean, our local Andrew Eaton, who's another old friend of ours that plays a lot, he's won quite a few of the tournaments locally with Lion. Um, he just does. It's all basic stuff. Like three quarters of his box seems to be like base box stuff. But he's got like ready for battles that I struggle to play a lot of time because back in the day there wasn't that much bow. But now there's it's everywhere. Like there's so many cards that people play that will just bow you guys all the time. And he gets plenty of plenty of use out of those. He just runs all the standard gear. He just loads up his guys. He's got six on the table where you've got two at the beginning of the game, and then he they've all got a thousand force from somewhere, and that's it. Or military rather.
0: Critical mass is not cr- bad strategy.
2: No, I mean just there's a point where it's, it's a bit overwhelming and it's too much on the table. So, and that's fine. That's how he wins. Does well. So you got test of Courage and there's all these new ones. Mine will get some love soon. They'll be fine. They just need one or two really good to to round them out, and they'll start crushing all over. The place. Well, I
0: think I think at the moment there's enough commanders to start making a deck around it. Um, I put a new line box deck together. I don't know about three weeks ago. Haven't played it, um, but it looked really solid on paper, um, and it was it was up to and including at least the Gen Con legal pack, so at least hawk tattoo, because my splash was hawk tattoos and let go, um, and yeah, like I gotta I gotta get some games into that. Maybe maybe later tonight. So. DK. Yeah.
2: I mean, I guess it, it's hard for me with line because I don't see the meta much outside of perth like our little circle we got like you know between probably 20 and 30 players regularly at the moment Shit, that's um, pretty good. like if you can up. well that's like all up i mean across the yeah. giant area of perth um the people that actively play the game that i'm aware of um but like i'm so i'm not sure how much you use cards like kamagari get where you you know bow the people that use their abilities that's that's burned pretty hard a few times uh master of the spear the little drop bear that pops in after you lose a military conflict they can be unpleasant there's there's plenty there you just gotta think look at what they do and and use them yeah i mean maybe the the meta over here is a bit too a bit poor or a bit too different to everywhere else but it works
1: so so the the answer to that question piglet there's a lot of cards we seem to think that death seeker is like a card worth looking at that's the the
2: yep especially Mm.
1: with hawk tattoo um we do have another there wasn't a lot of questions I don't know what's happening our viewership seems to be well listenership seems to be okay but like no one's asking us questions we do get an important burning question which is uh, hold on let me just have a look it's who is the big swinging dick of L5R and that is from BW Holland cheers (laughs) BW I have an answer to this but I might let you guys uh, answer first I think my answer is the correct answer
0: who has the measuring tape?
1: Who is the big swinging dick? Who's like numero uno? Who is like, walks into the room, everyone's like,
2: shit, uh, I, that guy? Are we talking about the, the Alpha of our universe? Or...
1: Oh, I guess let's answer that tw- like two ways. Like player versus
0: like in game.
2: Um. Alright, well, I'll, do you want to go, or...
0: no? No, you go. I'd love to hear what you have to say.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so so the the biggest swinging dick in l5r in world is absolutely baishi kachiko like she runs yeah. all things at all times and she's got baishi you as a minion so clearly yeah. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's doing fine and then she's got aramoro and she's got taru is her minion and like everyone works for kachiko she does what she wants and, the other and she always <laughs> that's it everyone does everyone does everyone either works for kachiko or works for someone that works for kachiko that's how <laughs> the empire is structured um and you never see her coming she's hidden in your hand she drops onto the table everyone cries she's got an amazing ability and amazing stats and she's great
1: i think the yin um, to her yang is kasada because i know there's there's all these angry crab players <laughs> saying she's a New woman what about hida kasada like you know Hita Casado is this giant dude. You see him there's coming angry, from a million miles away.
0: Players. <laughs> They're all angry.
2: I think, I think there's a joke in there about Kachiko and angry. I'm not sure yeah, let's, what um, it is.
0: <laughs> we'll <laughs> leave that
1: one <laughs> But no, I, I feel like Casado is like, you can see him coming from a thousand miles away. You read his text box and you're like, jeez, how am I going to deal with this shit? But like, He's not hidden, he's the opposite. He's like, I've got big muscles, and I'm going to punch you in the face. It's going to take... He's like one of those horror villains. Like, have you ever seen any of those, like, Friday Jason 13th... Voorhees. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, Voorhees, he he never runs. You never see him running. The girls that the, or Or, like, the campers that he's trying to kill, they're always, like, sprinting, running in the bushes. He's just slowly walking, tilting his head to one angle and he's got his cleaver and somehow he catches up and he kills you right that's casada right? <laughs> just goes
2: forever yeah. yeah um as far as out of game if i was to answer a question yeah. seriously i don't recall his name there's a, a player i think from spain who apparently just trots around europe all the time winning every day is like his his profession um, I don't recall his name, but he is very, dude, very well early on I think
1: he might, I don't think he's Spanish But Jacob Erds, you um, might be referring to Who's won three co-days, Including like two, I think it's two grand co Scorpion player
2: Yeah, no, definitely a scorpion player Naturally Jacob
1: Erds, he's Yeah, for some reason <laughs> like, Yeah,
2: no, so there's, uh, there's The player I hear about on all the podcasts Now and then was brought up and he's got like a reputation um, Other people do quite well, but he seemed To stand out yeah, for sure. Other than that, I don't know, because I live cool. in a tight... I do like manner. the way
1: that he's um he's not a braggart or anything, or at least virtually. I've never met him in person, but in terms of virtual interactions, he just kind of is like, you know, he's a pretty polite guy and, you know, does his thing and just goes out and crushes people. Never really brags It's always about the quiet it. ones you got to watch
2: out for.
0: Yeah. Enzi, <laughs> <laughs> so you
1: got any thoughts? In-game or out-of-game?
0: Oh, look, I mean, I... I wouldn't trust the Yasuki broker too much. I mean, <laughs> he or she, you know, it's it's one of those even that's confusing for me. So definitely keep an eye on it. Um, can't trust them. So, and I, I think I think you're going to see entire deck based around the broker. You can't trust the broker. Um,
2: uh, are we talking and, about like the uh, the Daimyo or the no, the new yeah, one? The
0: one in um, Elements Unbound, the two, three, four, four that gives everybody. Courtesy and sincerity.
2: that's yeah, like free no, cards that's and
0: free cash. Um yeah. and in for as for players, I think look I gotta give it to Demagogue. Yeah. The man after my own heart, total <laughs> jank. Like, yeah, but you know, just does it so successfully with such flair. Like an icon, a human icon. Human a human icon? icon. <laughs> I love it. It's a big goal. I, I, I've, I've been
1: crushed many times by Demagogue, but uh, yeah, sorry, you had some last thoughts there, Nathan?
2: No, I want to hear who you think the big swinging dick is.
1: Oh, I agree. I was going to say Jacob as far as uh, that, but um, yeah. you beat me, you kind of beat me to the punch. I think we think alike is Kichiko is definitely going to be my pick for sure, um, and I was thinking about who's the gimp, who's like the character in the game <laughs> where you're like, really? You just go. This guy is the putts. Like, who's the ultimate putts? And this dude, I used to love him in How the cool. old game, but I, I feel like putts of putts of rock again is Yajiro, Bayushi Yajiro. Just no respect. I just feel like everything about him is wrong. Like, is that
2: the just... that's the honest scorpion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that him? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think um, I don't I don't have a whole lot of love for Turi this time around. Like he was a bit of a, Lesamy. he was a bit, nah, he was, he was a bit of a boss in, in all 5R, yeah. he, you know, ended up the emperor and everything. And um, in this one, he's just sort of, he feels like a little boy, like a little kid. He just <laughs> doesn't know what to do. And he's just sort of dotting out. I mean, you you get the, you know, the, the lore and stuff that come out in the packs. And he just sort of, is always like, oh no, what am I going to do? He's like going, zero self-confidence or it sounds like, anyway, he <laughs> just feels like a complete schmuck and he should basically just fall in a hole and die. Yeah. So maybe. He's the worst. We're I don't rate over him.
1: Those lion players. Um,
0: how about I, you I, I card really card? hope that the uh, Imperial Librarian gets an experienced version. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I... like when he's saying only the most esteemed of samurai may use this library, you know he means it. <laughs> yeah.
1: He's the greatest Imperial Librarian well, for like, Prince. Get out of here,
0: Chuchuri.
2: <laughs> so I think you'll find it's only the most esteemed samurai that also our fire rolls are allowed to <laughs> are allowed to use the library nobody else
0: it's a very exclusive <laughs> fire-based fire based library that's right I, I, tried, I tried to build a deck the other day that had the imperial Librarian and mark of shame and then I realised that it, they were both roll locked and I was a very sad boy <laughs> yeah it doesn't work
1: hey the imperial librarian yeah. is a scholar so it can totally work in
2: with bustling
0: bustling academy now you can bustle that's well, right well oh, there's... There's no- the samurai can bustle to my level.
2: <laughs> He's a courtier as well, right? I think. Mm. From memory. Yeah, no, you will be fine. Yeah. You can so you run can him solid him. In, in Phoenix. I've got a ridiculous Phoenix courtier deck at the moment. I could chuck him in there if they ever get a fire roll. A beauty. All right. Well, I think it's on the cards for Phoenix.
1: <laughs> Thank you for your time, Nathan. Cheers for joining us. I'm sure hopefully you'll be back again soon. And uh, No, cheers, uh, man. It was really good. Cool. And and Enzy again. Hidden City Rollers.
0: Always
1: a uh, pleasure. No worries, mate. Well, until until next week, uh, thanks, we've been the Hidden City Rollers, and you've been players of the card game, children's card game, Legend of the Five Rings. See ya. <laughs>